Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The producers of this podcast recognise the traditional owners of the land on which it's recorded. They pay respect to the Aboriginal elders past, present and those emerging. The following podcast may contain coarse language and descriptions of violence which may not be suitable to all audiences. Welcome to the Soldier On podcast. I'm Hugh Remington. In this series, we'll be exploring the stories that highlight, celebrate and connect our veteran community. Today's episode follows the story of Emily Frizzell, a veteran and entrepreneur who set out and established Aero PM, a multi-award winning consultancy company that currently has a veteran employment rate of 80%. Her story of entrepreneurship in a male-dominated industry is phenomenal. In 2020, Emily was recognised within the defence industry as the Female Defence Leader of the Year. And in 2019, she was shortlisted for the ACT Telstra Business Women's Award. In this episode of the Soldier On podcast, we'll follow her experience of transitioning from defence, the decision for her to start her own company, the obstacles she faced, and what advice she has for other entrepreneurs. I did 16 years in the military. So I started off, I joined the army and lasted about a year there under training and then decided Air Force was my thing. And then I did another 15 years in the Air Force. For me, it was actually, I was very much sucked in by the recruiting ads that were on television in the late 90s, which were incredibly inspiring and talked about lots of great adventures and fabulous career options for people in defence. And so that was enough to get me over the line and get me through the recruiting office doors and go and talk to them about joining up. For me, I didn't know anyone, actually. No, I didn't have any family history. Oh, I, I think my um, my grandfather during World War II had sort of driven trucks in Darwin, you know, and we'd had some other relatives, but it was, you know, they were never people that I'd met or discussed defence or military with. For me, the appeal was adventure, it was independence, it was great training, opportunities to lead, and really that is exactly what Defence Force delivered for me. So I absolutely loved my time working in Defence. I had so many different jobs. Each time you move roles, you really accelerate your learning and development. 
And it was just such a great opportunity to work with great people, to work on some excellent capabilities, to work hard at achieving things that people thought were beyond expectation. Um, But everyone was always such great team players. And I had some really good bosses too. So some really great leaders that I was able to, you know, learn from and really take inspiration from the way that they led and managed people as well, which has uh, helped form me and, you know, my leadership and management style as well. Especially being an engineer in defence, I was very much a minority and quite often only the female in the room. I almost didn't see it, if that makes sense. Um, For me, that was just my work environment and that was just simply the group of people I was working with or meeting with. For me, in fact, I found being a woman in Defence Force and being a minority actually a really great opportunity to almost stand out from my peers, if that makes sense. So it was generally, you know, in meeting a large number of people, you know, if you're the only one who comes across as different, you're the one that gets remembered by people. Certainly an opportunity if you make mistakes and failures, yeah, you've remembered for those um, too. And I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure there are plenty of stories that my um, colleagues will tell you about my mistakes too. But, you know, if you work hard and do the right thing and treat people well as well, there's a good opportunity to stand out from that perspective. If you're part of a team and, you know, you're working well and have good relationships with people, for me, it didn't matter what gender I was or that I was different or wearing a different uniform. I still played my part, you know, I still contributed and had something to bring and that was really valued within the team as well. I do think though, like looking back, there's probably a couple of um, instances throughout my career where I think there were opportunities uh, within the organisation I was working for to perhaps have been more cognizant of the needs of, of a woman. Things like um, if you're going away with a group of people and you're the only female, you know, how you might feel, you know, sleeping in a tent, you know, relatively, you can't sort of lock a door or anything like that. But how do you feel as an only woman in, you know, a very male dominated environment too? So, you know, I look back and think, oh, yeah, perhaps I was uncomfortable some of those times, but I just certainly didn't never felt like, you know, it was that much of a problem for me that I sort of had to raise it or have things changed or rectified for me personally but I think now it just makes me more aware when I am managing other people particularly you know whether they're a minority for any reason making sure that people feel empowered to to speak out and say hey this makes me feel a little uncomfortable or perhaps if you considered I'm the only one here in this situation and what can we you know what can we do to support people better in that regard. I happened to have my children while I was still in the military. So I think the timing just wasn't right, unfortunately, for me to deploy, but certainly supported a lot of deployments and a lot of operations from Australia. So that was always really exciting. I'm not sure that I know the answer to would I do it again, but it's sort of, you know, it's pretty close to yes, I would. One of the things that I think being in the military really taught me is sometimes you just have to do the things that you don't want to do. This is something that I think people can learn from a very young age, but it's really obvious, you know, military training is very much geared around, particularly army training, very much, I know you don't want (laughs) to, you know, do what we're going to be doing today, but we're going to do it and we're going to have to get through it and we're going to do it as a team and get through it. For me, the major drawbacks of working in defence were actually about, you know, the size of the organisation and the organisation being almost too large to accommodate kind of my personal preferences and I have no you know, absolutely nothing against defence for that. When I left Air Force, I really wanted to take control of my own career. So I really wanted to have more say of which, you know, which projects I worked on, which capabilities I supported. 
you know, how I managed my time. And so I, I did speak to some other organisations about employment and, and being an employee. And during those conversations, came to the realisation that perhaps that for me, that was going to be a similar experience to working within the Defence Force. And so I just, in the end, decided that I wanted to work for myself. And so then started the whole process of how do I start a business? How does the business find opportunities and contracts? And then how does that work? And then over time, once I really got to know the market and the environment really well, decided that the time was right for me to start taking on employees. And that was, well, you know, a whole nother learning journey again. So we provide specialist um, professional services into the Department of Defence. So essentially, obviously, as you know, Defence is acquiring so many more complicated and complex assets and capabilities. And essentially, we provide subject matter experts or specialist personnel to go in and support Defence do that. So we have a large team of engineers. We have a team of highly skilled uh, test and evaluation expert professionals. We also have a great team of project managers. And we work with defence, with our specialist personnel often leading the team within defence to deliver those capabilities. I guess for me, um, you know, I've always felt from probably the first couple of months, we recruited a few people pretty quickly as soon as I decided we would start employing. Things moved pretty quickly. And every day in business is different. And there's really good days and there's, you know, days that are not so good. But on the balance, very vast majority is a really good day. We have 70 employees. Uh, we have people in most of the cities in Australia, and then we also have some working for Australian projects, but they are actually located in the US. We have a great veteran workforce, and um, at Arabian, we really love employing veterans. They bring a lot of value to our business. A lot of the soft skills that people learn and pick up um, during their time in the military, you know, that great sense of teamwork and integrity and leadership, uh, very, very much valued in our business people are really different. So for me, managing any workforce, but you know, veteran workforce as well, just recognising that everyone's an individual, everyone has different needs and wants and priorities and experience and, you know, baggage in some cases too, and how we manage and treat people as individuals is really important. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. In terms of our veterans that we employ, uh, you know, we try to very much to create a supportive and connected environment whereby, you know, obviously we have we have a very large veteran contingent. So people always feel like they're, you know, with a team of people who have very similar experiences and they have similar experiences of having successfully transitioned as well from defence um, into the civilian workplace too. 
So within our team, we encourage as much as possible mentoring, support, reaching out to each other. You know, it's the little things often. In fact, one of my um, staff said to me the other week, it's not the big things, it's just the cumulative little things of, you know, I I, I need to, um, I've, you know, I've never got a Medicare card and I didn't really know what to do. And it was like, okay, let me let me reach out to my buddy within Aero PM and, you know, talk through that process of, well, let's talk through getting the Medicare card, but then also, you know, make sure when you go to the doctors that you remember to pay on the way out because that's such a foreign thing <laughs> for people who've been in the military, never having to go to a doctor um, and pay on the way out. And I still forget, which is very embarrassing. For a lot of people as well who are transitioning, they often have been in for so long and when they leave, they decide that they want to separate and start their civilian career in a different state or a different city. So often they're moving house, their partners or their spouse is, you know, is getting a new job, their kids are finding a new school and there's a whole bunch of settling in period too. And just being aware of what the whole family is going through in that transition process is really important particularly for people that have been in a long time and the families that have been used to moving around and supporting that defence person throughout their career too. We've only been in business for just over four years and so I think for me, you know, every time I reflect on it, I think, holy moly, you know, pinch myself, how did we get here? Um, for us, it's actually really about creating great employment opportunities for people and then putting them in roles where they feel they can use their skills and also that they can be, you know, really challenged and engaged and enjoying the work as well. So we're very focused on the employee experience, supporting that transition, finding the right job for someone, you know, doing the um, professional development and career planning with them, and then set them up on their journey for their career beyond defence. You know, for me, I think it's those skills and that level of resilience that I've brought from my defence career into the business career because what I've found with a startup and running a business, there's so many things that are new for the first time and there's so many opportunities for being pushed outside my comfort zone and there's so many things where I think I don't want to do this and the answer is but you just have to and you just have to get on and muck through that mud, <laughs> you know, and get through that obstacle course and you can do it. So, you know, I think it's that resilience training from defence that really teaches you, you know, you just got to get on, you know, put your boots on and get out there and do the things that you don't want to do. In the same breath, I would equally say that being in business, you just have to be doing something that you love and something that inspires you and you have a passion for something that keeps you up late working on and, and working through the night and you don't even realise it. You're so glued. You're so in the moment of doing the work that suddenly you step back and go, holy cow, it's 4am. Like, <laughs> where did that go? And geez, I shouldn't have done that. But it's finding the things that you're really passionate about too, because otherwise you just, I feel like in, you know, in business, there's so much to be done if you're kind of counting down the hours and looking at your clock every 15 minutes, you, you're probably not necessarily in the right line of business for you with your passions. For me, probably the metric or the one thing that I do reflect on is my ability to have a little bit more work-life balance. So obviously owning and running a business and starting a business is incredibly intensive. And so probably the last 12 months, so, you know, just over three years in is where we had enough fabulous we've got great support staff in the business running the business side of things that I was actually able to stop and go let's take a holiday let's take a week off you know delegate and let other people run the business and have confidence that you know that everything's going to run run smoothly so the last 12 months has been you know for me a lot better 
and more sustainable work-life balance, and I love it. We very much subscribe to for our employees of making sure that they have great work-life balance, you know, but then being able to apply that to my own life as well is a huge milestone. As I said before, there's a lot of characteristics that veterans have that make them really capable of starting a business, of growing a business, of running a successful business. And I personally know a large number of really successful veteran entrepreneurs. But some messages for people just starting out or thinking about starting out is really just to be persistent. It's going to be hard. It's going to be challenging, but hang in there, work hard and the rewards will come. But you really just have to be persistent and keep working hard. And then the second one is really about doing the things that you don't want to do. So it's really, especially when you have no boss, you know, so it's really great. We talked earlier about the relationship between a parent and a child. And, you know, sometimes they just have to do things they don't want to do. But when you're your own boss and you're running the business, it's actually really easy to be like, I don't want to do that. So we're just not going to do that. But (laughs) you really can't in business, like especially as a small business and a startup, you wear so many hats that you just have to get in and do it all. I still remember really vividly sales for me or business development. I've always found really challenging. I come from a career in the military where you don't, you're never selling anything. You're never, <laughs> you're never, you know, trying to spruik yourself and your capabilities. But all of a sudden being in business, you have to do that. And it's something that I really hated doing, but I just had to do. And so it's really just, you know, having the courage to just get out there and do the things that you find really hard. And each time you do them, they become easier. So, you know, the more you do and the more experience you get, the easier things become. And now I look at sales and business development and I go, okay, sure, I can do that. It doesn't bother me anymore. And in fact, the other last point I wanted to talk about in terms of message for veteran entrepreneurs is about surrounding yourself with good people. Um, and in the sales context, I've, I've surrounded myself with some people who are just excellent salespeople and love selling and doing business development. So really complementary skill sets. But the way I look after it is you surround yourself with good people. You really look after and support those people as people and they will in turn support you and your business. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Soldier On podcast. Soldier On is a not-for-profit veteran support organization delivering a range of services to enable serving and ex-serving veterans and their families to thrive. If listening to today's podcast has brought up any personal concerns for yourself, a list of support services can be found in our show notes. The Soldier On podcast is produced by Smartfella Media, with special thanks to the team at Artsound FM, in Canberra. I'm Hugh Rimmington. Thanks for listening. This has been another Smartfella production in conjunction with the Acast Creator Network. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.